I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck as foils attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. Amazing about it, I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott. Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Welcome to my nightmare. You like scary movies? Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie? There are things that go bump in the night. Listen to them, children of the night. They're coming to get you, Barbara. What music they make! You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. We all go a little mad sometimes. Rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Number one, you can never have sex. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. Red rum! Red rum! Number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. They're here. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Here's Johnny. I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Batu, Marada, Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. I'll be right back. Oh! Hello there. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, what? It's Obi John Kenobi. That's copyright not my own sir. name. <laughs> Who am I? What day is it? Where are we? Take Weird. two. And hello there. It's Obi John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, as opposed to your favorite Jedi from a certain point of view. Uh, welcome to an all new episode of Nerd Alert. Uh, I am your host. With the most, I hope you dug our new intro, our new old recycled intro, because uh, by the time this episode is posted, it's October, and around these parts, that means it's spooky time, and that is what the whole next five episodes uh, of this show are all going to be about, the best time of year to be a nerd, Halloween, uh, various aspects of Halloween, lots of Halloween movie stuff, because we're nerds and we like movies. Uh, so get ready for that. Strap in. If you don't like Halloween, just take a month off because we're not going to stop. Uh, but with me, 
holding down the fort, the man who puts the nerd in the top nerdy to me network, the man who puts the spooky in the talk spooky to me. I don't know. I'll think of something better for next week. No, I won't. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Commander Scott. Greetings, greetings. Found out something interesting this week. Mm-hmm. So you know ice, right? The solid form of water. Yes. Never heard of it. Cool. Never heard of it. Check it out. It 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 makes iced tea much easier to make when you have it. Anyway, uh, ice floats, uh, especially of course in water. We know this. It floats to the top. It forms on the tops of of lakes and rivers, and maybe not rivers because they're moving, but other bodies of water. It does this because ice is less dense than uh, than water. Uh, as it as it freezes, water. Okay, ice is less dense than water <laughs> in its liquid form. Okay, so found out something interesting that as, but it but it's more dense. But water, sorry, cold water is more dense than warm water. Oh, okay. So as as water, as as because water forms temperature in layers called thermoclines. Uh, as water starts to cool, the cooler water falls to the bottom. Until it reaches its freezing point and it 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 starts to have uh, uh, starts to, to to form the crystalline structure, then it becomes less dense because of expansion because of the 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 hexagonal structure that the molecules form when they start rigidly binding to each other to form the solid. Uh, there's a lot more space; it expands and therefore becomes less dense. So it falls. And then as it continues to cool, it rises back up again. It's weird. And and that's why you die of hypothermia if you're caught in an explosion in the movie Tenet. <laughs> Is that? I, I, I don't know what you're referencing, so I'm sorry. I know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he added extra oxygen into the atmosphere. <laughs> Damn extra oxygen. Uh no, uh, thank you, Commander Scott. Um, that was another segment. I need Scott to watch a movie and explain the science to me. Because uh, I don't know if Tenet is just too smart for me or too dumb for me. But Is that why the, under, the, the, the bottom of my pillow was always cooler than the top of my pillow? Is that what that was? If your pillow was uh, made of water and your head was cooling the water, then yes. I'll work on that. <laughs> And rounding out this uh, triumvirate, this trio, this trinity of nerddom, joining us from somewhere in time and space via one of a handful of time-traveling devices we talked about earlier, uh, probably a DeLorean. It's the Doc. I'm Scary Terry, bitch. <laughs> hey! You do that out there, not in here. Oh, bitches. <laughs> hey, I didn't yell at you. Bitch all you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you can run, but you can't hide, bitch. Oh, scary. Thank you, Herbert Dinglemeyer. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get us all with his razor fingers. That's right. Uh, so, <laughs> we are your weekly nerd alerts. And like I said, top of the show, today is going to be our kickoff to Halloween season. I don't know about you guys, but it's my favorite time of year. I mean, Christmas is nice and all. My birthday is in December, so I kind of like December. But no, no, October is where it's at. The weather is like the one time of year it's comfortable for me to open up the windows and be outside. Uh, everything that normally tries to kill me is now slowly dying because fall's here. 
Uh, and people don't look at me weird. Well, okay, as weird when I walk around in a costume all the time. Uh, and it's okay to carve up pumpkins and just go nuts and just embrace your nerdiness. So it's my favorite time of year. I don't know about you guys. But to help our listeners get into the mood uh, for Halloween, I thought we put together a little list of some movies to watch to get you in the mood for All Hallows' Eve. The Sahuane, Sam Hain, if you're a Ghostbuster fans, whatever. Uh, so this week, we are putting together our 13, because Halloween, uh, 13 best movies to watch to get into the Halloween spirit. Huh? Huh? I am. I am now. I. I am now officially completely disappointed with myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am. I am. We're doing. We're doing thirteen uh, movies. You can still change your list. Well, no, we, no, no, we no, no, no. Okay. no, no, no. It's not about. It's not about the movies that I want to be on the list. It's. It's about okay. my nerd fact. I completely skipped over why the why why the number thirteen is considered bad luck. Uh, okay. Hey, you know, this 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 episode's all about take twos. I gave my I know, messed up my own name okay. in the intro, Scott. So, but nerd no. fact. No, yeah. No, yeah. no. no well, two. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, no. take two. So you know, a, a lot of people with going into October, we've got the number thirteen. People think it's unlucky. I mean, you got Friday the thirteenth and everything. But why is Friday the thirteenth bad? Has anyone ever ever looked at this? Well, Friday the thirteenth happens to be the day. <clears throat> Traditionally accepted, I'm not sure if it's actually documented, um, in which the Knights Templar were betrayed by one of their own and slaughtered almost to the man from inside while they slept. Damn near across the world. They didn't get them all, of course, but they got enough of them that they they, they rooted them out of there, wrested the control of the, the pilgrim trail from the to the Holy Land from them and sent them mostly into exile. So the the Friday the thirteenth and the number thirteen is is generally considered bad luck from uh, the the fall of um, uh, the Knights Templar from way back when because they had grown too powerful uh, in the years since the first crusade and their forming um, and also as a side nerd fact sorry this just popped into my head there is also an actual official fear of the number thirteen as a phobia sort of it's called tridecasilius. Fear of the number thirteen. So, anyway, there you go. I, I tell you what, Knights Templar they didn't get was that one guard in the Grail. He's, I mean, he's dead now. But Joseph of Arimathea, you know the 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 one from the the movie with the yeah. stuff and yeah, the thing. Uh, yeah, uh, Joseph of Arimathea, but I don't think he was a Knight Templar. He wasn't, wasn't he in the last crusade? Nope. Uh, if if, they never said anything, he just said, I was one of three knights, uh, who were, who was returning from the crusades, but I don't think they ever actually identified him as a knight Templar. Um, I would have to research that to see if he actually was a knight Templar or, or not. Uh, but, uh, I don't so think tune in it was next week <laughs> to find the answer. Uh, but this week we're going to uh, uh, cast our trichodecophobia aside and we're going to give you the top 13 movies to watch to get in the Halloween spirit. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you. <laughs> I love puns. They don't get any better, but I got a lot of them. <clears throat> so we each have four movies. Uh, maybe, maybe not four different movies. We'll find out. Uh, but we each have four movies. And I know what you're saying, John. Four times three isn't 13. You're right. Uh, we're going to throw all of our four in. And then our final film, we're going to vote on for the 13th film. Uh, by the end of this episode, you'll have 13 movies just recommended by us to get you all in the mood for trick-or-treating and jack-o'-lantern carving and whatever else you do. Uh, you know, Seances to the dark one. Whatever. We don't judge. As long um, as you do it six feet away from everybody else. <laughs> yes. With yep. your mask on and, uh, unless you're outside. Uh, so, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll kick us off. Well, you spoke, so it's you now. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do you got for us, Doc? Um, I'm going to start with what I would consider a Halloween classic. Not exactly scary, but D- doesn't have to be. So these yeah. aren't necessarily horror movies or scary yeah, yeah. movies. Just movies to get you in the mood for Halloween. Right. And there is no other movie on the planet. That gets me more in the mood for Halloween than Hocus Pocus. Oh, sorry. I hate that movie. Oh, oh. I, I enjoy it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Look, I will say this. I, I got a lot of flack last year for not liking this movie. And I, I, I admitted I hadn't watched that movie in probably 20 some years. So I sat down and watched it again. When Whitney wasn't around. Uh, and it's it's not as bad as I remember it being. It's very 90s. Uh, but I won't hold that against it. So why do you enjoy it, yes, Jay? Very. What, what do what? you enjoy about it, Jay? Oh. I, I don't know. It's like nostalgic for me. Because it's, like, it's one that I watched a lot as a kid. Uh-huh. You know? Cause I, and I've never been a fan of like scary, scary movies. Um, it's just a, to me, it was a good blend of comedy and, uh, I, I don't know. Like mostly it's just nostalgia now, like every Halloween that movie. And I, I'll admit I haven't seen it in years either, but I, damn, if I don't enjoy it. <laughs> so, Hey, now, you like what you like. Yeah. Tell us the truth, Jason. Did you light the black flame candle? The what? Did you light the black flame candle? Uh, no. All right. No. All right, moving on. Commander <laughs> Scott. <laughs> well, <clears throat> so right off the bat, when we when we talk about Halloween and movies to watch at Halloween. I do lean a bit toward more toward the, 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 the scare horror type movies, uh, and such. There's very few movies that, that I actually put as that I list as scary, even movies that are horror movies. Mm-hmm. There's still not a lot of them that I will say are scary that have ever, you know, really kind of, I guess, scared me to an extent. Um, they scared me, of course, in my, in my youth. They, they don't now, obviously. But anyway, first one always pops in my head, uh, and this should be on any list, is the the original and the first Nightmare on Elm Street. I know a lot of people consider it a slasher movie. I don't. The sequels, yes. 
slasher films. They went fully in that slasher genre. But that first one by Wes Craven, that is that is straight up, that is that is horror, that is scary, the the boogeyman in your dreams. Uh because you don't you don't see I mean if if you watch that first movie, because a lot of people get the the Freddy from the the subsequent sequels from three, four, five, six, uh uh and and eight in their head where you get that cocky, you know, scary Terry, you know, welcome to prime time, bitch, Freddy Krueger. But when you go back and watch the first one, and if you have it in a long time, you really should go back and watch it. Cause Freddy doesn't have a lot of dialogue and he doesn't have a lot of screen time. He's in the shadows a lot, especially of course in the first two acts, he doesn't really come into fruition to the, to the last of it. Uh, and, and then, uh, 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 with, with the fight with Nancy uh, and everything, so I I just love the way Wes Craven builds suspense in that movie. Uh, it's just it was just a it's just a beautiful uh, scary movie. It is. Uh, I highly recommend the third one. It's my favorite in the series. Uh, Once again, I love the whole series. I'm a huge fan of Nightmare on Elm Street. It's my favorite. I I guess you would call it of the of the, the big three. Um, but I, I put them in different categories. So the first one to me is in a category all by, well, it's not in a by itself. Uh, the first one and Wes Craven's a new nightmare. I lumped those two together because those two are Wes Craven. They are, you know, classic examples of horror movies. Um, uh, skip two, <laughs> unless you just really want to watch it. Um, but I could do a whole show on two. Yeah. In fact, in fact, they did a whole documentary on two. <laughs> they sure did. Uh, um, but uh, three, four, five, six. Even though six is the worst of this lot, and Freddy versus Jason, I put into into the slasher category. They're 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 you know in that category by themselves. Which they're more fun. They they're you know Freddy is cocky. You start getting the the dream and a dream stuff. You start getting the the creative. You know the puppet master kills and uh, things of that nature. It's less about the horror and more about the slasher gimmick. Which don't uh, I love them. I'm gonna disagree with you. Three is fantastic because three does a whole thing where it it, it builds plausible deniability of why the adults don't believe the kids. And the first several kills are brutal and gruesome in the way he turns everyone's fears against them. Granted, yes, no, later movies absolutely jump the shark and go full-on self-parody. But 3, uh, had a, I think, repairs a lot of damage done by 2 of, of making Freddy scary again and, and making him more psychological again. Yes, uh, of that group, I, I agree. Three is the best. Three is a phenomenal movie. Uh, I love it. Um, but the tone of Freddy from one to three is vastly different. So that's why okay. I keep I keep three with the the other group and not with. But I, I do agree See, with I you. Don't and I think love the tone of three is that different from the tone of one. See, I, and I do. I, I, I find three it doesn't different. get all that 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 goofy. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, you've got, but you see the goofy creeping in, you know, you've got the puppet master dream, which is cool. Um, you, you get the welcome to prime time, bitch, you know, so you start getting the one liners are creeping in and don't get me wrong. I love it. I'm not trying to disparage against it. It's a great movie. 
but uh, but I think it's it's tonally different from one. Well, suffice to say, great inclusion, Nightmare on Elm Street. You can't go wrong with that. It's a classic for a reason. There's six sequels to it for a reason. So solid one to put on the list, Scott. Sure. Um, my first one, I doubt either one of you are going to have heard of, and I'll be honest, I forgot about it until about an hour and a half ago myself. Pretty, uh, pretty sure we've all heard of the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. <laughs> nowhere near my list. Oh, okay. Uh, go away, Charlie Brown. <laughs> um, no, the, literally, uh, I, I forgot about this movie until I was uh, about an hour and a half ago. Uh, I was hard up trying to come up with another movie to put on my list, and I, I was like, "Well, I wonder what's on sh- what's on Shutter that I'm forgetting about." And I jumped on Shutter, and they've got a Halloween section, and I forgot I'd watched this movie, and I hate myself for forgetting it because it's fantastic. From 2019, very recent movie, uh, obviously currently streaming on Shutter, uh, the favorite streaming service of this show. And no, we're not being paid to say that, but we will take a paycheck to say that. Shutter, if you're listening, we will sell sell out for Shutter. Hashtag sell out for shutter. Uh, the movie is called Haunt. One word, mm. Haunt. Um, and I will, I will admit, this is a premise that has been done ad nauseum a lot in horror movies. But I think this movie is the best one to do it. It's the story of a group of friends on Halloween night who find themselves signing over waivers to experience an extreme haunted house. They go in, shit happens. I don't want to say much because this movie is great, uh, but it's very much um, sort of Saw-esque and that in every room of the haunted house uh, preys on another fear that one of the kids have and and uh, is sort of like an escape room. You're not just walking through it. You come into the room. You've got to solve some kind of puzzle or do some kind of thing to get out of the room. Um there's a whole other level going on about the people who are running it and what's going on. I don't want to spoil much, but as far as the slasher movie set in a haunted house trope, there are a lot of movies that fall under this. There's one that's going to get an honorable mention for me later in the show. Uh, but I feel like, and I, I love this concept of a haunted house that turns out to be, and by haunted, I don't mean like, Oh, there's a ghost. Like you paid money for someone to jump out at you and go, boo, and like scare you kind of haunted house. Like the thing you go to on Halloween. The, one of those kind of haunted houses where people are really getting killed inside of it. Uh, because there's that whole level of disconnect of like, you're looking at dead bodies and monsters and gore and, and things like that. But like, you're expecting it. So your mind has that that sense of like, oh no, that's just part of the show. Uh, I love that, that playing on that premise. And this movie does a really good job with that. Um Looking at the else to make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, and yeah. if you if you love that concept, there's this whole other movie you really need to see. Uh, it's called Haunted Ween. Um, I said honorable mention was coming, <laughs> but yes, Haunted oh. Ween is fantastic. Yeah. Well, fine. I'll just I'll just not say anything from now on. Go ahead. We can talk about Haunted Ween. <laughs> it's okay. No, uh, that's that's one of the things I love about Haunted Ween is I love that that um, that whole premise. And there, there's a scene in Haunted Ween uh, where literally the killer is killing people right in front of an audience and they're cheering him on while he's doing it. And like, yeah, the movie is very cheesy, tongue in cheek, goofy. Uh, Haunted yeah. Ween, I mean, not haunt, Haunted Ween. Uh, but that one scene, like shit gets real 
for about five minutes in that movie. It does. It does. Uh, I've not seen Haunt, uh, but I will now because that 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 intrigues me. I've I've added it to my list that I've got going here of things yeah. that uh, I'm I've not seen and would like to. So since since I saw Haunted Ween and and the idea of that a killer inside the haunted house thing kind of got planted in my head, I was like, I really love that concept. I wonder if anyone's done that, and the answer is yes, a thousand times yes. A lot of people have done there. There's there's multiple movies with the same basic premise. A group of friends on Halloween goes into a on Halloween night goes into a haunted house and shit gets real. Like there's tons of movies that do that. Uh, I've watched several of them. Most of them were forgettable because they're just kind of boring. Like they've got that premise and they don't really do much with it. But Haunt, as far as I've seen, the best one to do this premise is a straight uh, horror movie, uh, and it's got what it, it's got enough gore to keep the gore people in it. Um, but it's got decent characters and it does not waste time. I mean, it gets, uh, it, it gets into uh, the haunted house about 15 minutes into the movies. Like it, it doesn't waste time. <clears throat> oh, sorry. So that's my first pick. Back to you, doc. Um, so my, my next one is, uh, sort of, uh, commander Coxian in that it's the OG. Uh Oh, um, because I've seen a lot of these ones. I mean, a lot of these ones. Um, but to me, I think the original is actually one of the best ones. And I know people are going to argue with me about that. I know it's going to happen. Um, but Everyone Friday, your the thir- tomatoes ready. Friday the 13th. Which one? The first one. Really? Yes. The, okay. The first one because it's the OG. It's right. You don't know who the killer is, and then when you actually do, it's even more terrifying. Like to me, what's yes, Jason Voorhees wearing the hockey mask, carrying the machete is iconic. But what's fucking terrifying is Mrs. Voorhees. Standing in the kitchen, going, "Killer, mommy, killer!" Whoa, uh, spoilers! What I, I tell you, in that movie, when you watch that movie from the time, from the very short time that Mrs. Voorhees actually appears on screen, sort of acting somewhat normal, to the time she goes full on flipped insane nuts is very short. <laughs> she goes nuts quick. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I do I love the first one the best I really do like you I mean yeah there's other good ones out there and like I said Jason Voorhees and the hockey mask with the machete or insert random weapon here doing killing oh he will insert random weapon the here the first sir. one he will what he but, will uh, insert random weapon here don't you right. worry. Uh, he'll but insert like, random weapon here and there and well everywhere he can he will insert a random weapon. Right. But like Kevin Bacon laying on a cot and then all of a sudden he gets a broadhead from an arrow shoved through his throat. Like spoilers, man. Wow. I, Jesus, if you haven't seen Friday the 13th <laughs> by now. Uh, I'm giving you a hard time, dude. No, no. I I mean yeah, and like yeah. I said, people will probably argue with that fact that they're they have their favorites. Everybody has their favorite Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. yeah, but to me, the first one, the original, 
with that also that jump scare at the end of did she really dream about being pulled into the lake or did she actually get pulled into the lake? Um, yeah. yeah. To me, that's always been a dream. Every oh, time I dream. see it, it it's, it's very yeah. much a dream. Yeah. 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 But uh, no, hey, dude, again, you like what you like. A bold pick, Jay. Uh, a lot of people would skip right to at least part three where you have Jason with the hockey mask. Um, but hey, if you're looking for a, a classic slasher setup movie, the, the part one does it. And it's a bunch of teens setting up a camp and getting picked off one by one, and you don't know who the killer well, is. You're not supposed to uh, know who who the killer is and what's really going on. And that big third act reveal is just what? Um, yeah, yeah, Reggie, <laughs> Zoinks. Like I said, everybody's got their own favorites for that. And like, See? if I want to get in the mood for Halloween, I that I'll pop in that first one. See now, how come how come nobody has done a Scooby Doo parody of Friday the Thirteenth, where the gang captures Jason and they pull off the mask, and Velma goes, "Jinkies, it's kind old Mrs. Voorhees." <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I'm, that was a skit on Adult Swim on Robot Chicken. Really, I wouldn't put it past. Them. I think I yes, I I have seen a. I don't think it was old Mrs. Voorhees, but. Yeah. Yeah, I've done. I've seen a Scooby Doo mystery where they're actually getting murdered. <laughs> nice. Like it's God, I can't remember what it was, and I, uh, it was it's hilarious. But like, where you think they're escaping, and Jason Voorhees is killing them, and then there's like you know the the chase through everything, and then he Jason kills right. like Shaggy. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. well for further. About the Friday the Thirteenth series, I'm gonna go ahead and plug our sister show, Friends with Benefit, or uh, yeah, Friends with Benefits. Yep. Uh, the other show on our network, uh, I think, is about to conclude a 13 part retrospective uh, about every single Friday the Thirteenth movie. So if that's piqued your interest and you just want to hear nerds talking about Friday the Thirteenth, uh, I, I think part seven just came out last week i might be a little bit behind on that but uh they they are eventually doing all 13 of them uh so jump over there and check that out and get cut up uh yes your turn buddy well so i'm gonna shift gears a little bit i'm gonna get away from uh completely away from ghosts goblins ghouls slashers killers everything i'm gonna go a little bit more Cerebral and uh, stuff, I guess. Uh, with my, yeah, yes, yeah, Cerebro. Yes, it's a big round room. <laughs> um, no, uh, another movie that I love to watch around Halloween time uh, because it's it's scary and spooky and everything, and I just love this movie in general. And it's a highly underrated movie, in my opinion. You don't hear a lot of people talking about it. Uh, Event Horizon. Oh. God, Ooh, I love buddy. Event Horizon. I mean, not only is it good horror, it's good sci-fi, and it's got very solid the 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 scientific principles behind the sci-fi are very solid. Uh, and for Commander Scott, that's very important. It is. It is because <laughs> if you, if you're gonna set something in the real world, then by God, it had better follow the rules of the if you're real world. Call your 
you're going to call yourself science fiction, don't skip on the science. Exactly. Don't get more fiction than science. Get a good balance. I know you got to change things. And of course, and the big one on this one is the, the, the FTL drive. Um, so it's a, it's an experimental ship called uh, the, the Event Horizon, which had an experimental FTL drive. For those of you who aren't sci-fi nerds, that stands for faster than light. Um, uh, and it used, it used basically a, 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 a very wonky premise. This, this is the one part where the science is stretched. As that, as that C-47 just cruises right past somebody's house there. It's, yep. Good um, times. So this is where the science is stretched. This is where the science fiction part comes in, is, is the FTL drive is based off of a extreme gravity drive. Uh, and, uh, the, the ship was out beyond, was it out beyond Saturn? Anyway, does it matter? It was on the outside of the, the asteroid belt. It's uh, in space. Yep. It was outside the belt. Um, and they tested the drive and the ship disappeared. Uh, with all hands, it was lost. Blah, blah, blah. So the movie opens, you've got these people coming out of cryo sleep and you find out it's, a. uh, uh, a rescue team. Uh, they've been sent out here. Uh, they've been pulled off of uh, a well-deserved shore leave to come out uh, out here. And uh, I mean, right away you get stuff set up because uh, Sam Neill's character is the doctor who invented the drive, the scientist. Uh, and he tells them that they're going after the event horizon. It has shown back up after so many years and it's, it's broadcasting a distress signal, but they can't raise the ship. So you've got that, that haunted ship aspect or that ghost ship aspect. Uh, and then you've got, uh, I, I don't know, you've got demons and hell aspect to it. It's almost like a Hellraiser in space, but much better than the actual Hellraiser in space movie. Um, um, You've got, I don't know, and then it's just all the elements of this movie mesh together really well. It's one of my favorite movies. That's it is. Shit. It is one of the only films I vividly remember watching it for the first time and feeling my heart start to race. Uh, I was I was too afraid to watch it again for years. It is one of perhaps the only reason that I can say that Paul W.S. Anderson is not a total waste as a director. Um, this is the guy that did Event Horizon, obviously. Uh, Soldier with Kurt Russell, which is a bad movie, but I like it. Um, I like that movie. Did, he did the first Alien vs. Predator, which is a bad movie, but I like it. Uh, a bunch of the Resident Evil movies. Um, uh, the, maybe the worst uh, Three Musketeers movie I've ever seen. Uh, he's done a lot of bad movies, but goddamn, Event Horizon is fantastic. A cast that's way better than it should be with Sam Neill and Lawrence Fishburne as the captain of the rescue ship. And the, the, the whole concept behind it was, so if Alien is a slasher movie in space, Event Horizon is the old dark house in space. And it does that beautifully. It does. Spooky as fuck. And apparently the the scenes when they, when they find out what happened to the original crew uh, is where a lot of the gore in this movie comes in. And apparently they did not restrain the effects crew on the gore at all. They just told them, yeah, just go nuts. And Paul W.S. Anderson was like, I know they're going to cut all this, but we might as well shoot it. 
So somewhere out there is like an NC-17 gore cut of this movie. Yeah, they had Jesus. some really just wow shit going on yeah, uh, in and, that unrated version, if it would ever come to light. Uh, I don't know if that footage still exists. I hope it does. I would love for like uh, Shout Factory or Arrow Video or someone to do a release of that with all the bonus, like the, the extra footage thrown back in. Um, but no, if you haven't seen uh, Scott, that's a fantastic pick. Yeah, I, I feel I, I feel it. embarrassed by my next pick now. Um, <laughs> you're classing the joint up. I'm about to bring it down a notch. It's fine. It's fine. There's room for both. Okay. Uh, and anything else to say about Event Horizon before we go on? I don't want to cut anybody off. I, I could do a whole show on Event Horizon. I just love that. You movie know, so maybe much, so. we should. Uh, we should do a Let's Watch at least. Love that movie. Um, it's good. It's a good okay. movie. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, but I'm not. Uh, So we're talking Halloween and what movie gets me in the spirit for Halloween. So what do I think of when I think Halloween? The big thing for me is dressing up in costumes and costumes mean masks and masks and Halloween and movies means one thing for me. Halloween three, the season of the witch. You never be embarrassed about liking that movie. That Uh, is that's my favorite movie in the Halloween series. Wow. Okay. Scott, this is yeah. the first time I've ever said this uh, with pride. You're a weird guy. <laughs> Appreciate uh, that. So it is the it is whether you love it or hate it. It is the bastard redheaded stepchild of the Halloween series. Uh, what happened is it came out in '82, uh, I believe. Let me flip my notepad. Look at that. Yeah, 1982, uh, starring Tom Atkins. The idea was uh, the producers wanted another Halloween movie after Halloween and Halloween 2. Uh, Carpenter was willing to do something, but as far as he was concerned, the story of Michael Myers was over. They killed him in the second movie. We're done now. So they wanted another Halloween movie. Well, he says, okay, well, why don't we? So when he pitched them, essentially, was, well, why don't we do another Halloween-themed horror movie that doesn't have anything to do with Michael Myers? but it's a Halloween themed horror movie. And they pitched that to the studio and they're like, so every year you can make another Halloween movie, totally different story, different cast, different, you know, but but essentially they pitched an anthology series of Halloween based horror movies, which in today's market, Netflix would throw you a billion dollars and give you a 10 episode deal. Uh, But in 1982, (laughs) people weren't quite ready for it. Uh, the advertising campaign did not do them any favors because it's called Halloween 3. So people showed up expecting to see Michael Myers and guess who's not in the movie at all? Michael Myers. Uh, that being said, the story of Halloween 3 is fantastic. It's a um, mystery thriller kind of story, uh, conspiracy theory kind of or conspiracy cover-up kind of story. Uh, Tom Atkins is like a reporter, I believe, uh, who, who catches on to these these masks made by the Shamrock Company that are all the rage right now. Uh, and he, he gets some gleamings that there may be something going on with this. And he starts investigating the company, and shit just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And he eventually uncovers a plot by this company, which is secretly a modern-day technological coven of witches, who are using these masks to take over children on Halloween night during this simultaneous worldwide broadcast. Uh, and it has one of the ballsiest movie endings ever. 
the whole third act is is Tom Atkins trying to stop this signal from getting out because kids, when they put their masks on and sit in front of the TV at a certain time, like they've been told to, uh, it's going to kill all of them. So he's trying to stop this signal from getting out. And I'm going to spoil the end of the movie because I don't care. It's amazing. It's an amazing ending. He gets to a phone and he's calling. He's on the line with the broadcasting company. He's saying, stop it, stop it, shut it off, shut it off right now. And we cut. And credits roll. And you never know. You're left completely up in the open. Did he stop it? Did he not? I don't know. It's uh, It goes back to that old um, like invasion of the body snatchers. Kind of like, they're coming, they're coming, you're next. Like it, it leaves you... No uh, denouement, no uh, wrap up, no. Here's what happened after. Like it just, it just, it cuts off and leaves you hanging, and that's always ballsy. Um, but it's, it's, it's got gore, it's got boobies, it's got everything you want from a horror movie, and it's, it's tied into themes of Halloween, uh, the holiday Halloween. So for that reason, yeah, it doesn't have Michael Myers. Okay, you all know that now. Get over it. Enjoy the movie for what it is. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Well, this was actually this was the first movie in the Halloween series I ever saw. Okay. Um, I mean, I I was familiar with Michael Myers as a character, you know, because I mean, you can't grow up in the eighties and not be familiar with the you know the the character. Um, right. But I saw it. I, I remember. I, I believe I saw it on TV the first time. So much of the you know, like the boobies and stuff is cut out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have very vivid memories of just that that one scene where the the one kid's uh, has the the mask on or something, and it like implodes, and his head is like rotting from the inside or something. Where you see yeah. the effect of what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's just oh, that's nasty. And that's the uh, edited version too. The full-on version, literally, it the head melts and snakes and rats and maggots come out of it. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I've ever actually seen the unedited version of that movie. I can fix that. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, we'll, we'll have to do that. Uh, yeah, it, it gets a lot of flack for it's the one that doesn't have Michael Myers, and and again, the title hurt it. If they just would have, you know. If they just would have put her down and called it Season of the Witch and made it its own thing, it might be a beloved little, you know, forgotten horror movie. But they really wanted to tie it into that Halloween name. And if you look at the trailers for the time, they they kept it kind of ambiguous. Um, I think it was like The Night We All Come Home or something like that. Like they, they tried to tie it in. And I can see why people at the time were confused and upset. That being said, it came out in 1982. Excuse me. We're thirty plus years removed from that. The excuse of it doesn't have Michael Myers, so it's bad, is no longer valid, because you know it doesn't have him in it. Because you can't ever talk about this movie without someone bringing up oh, it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we get it. Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this because I did not see the original Halloween uh, until what this past year. Yeah. year before so within the past 18 months is the first time I had seen the first Halloween. And in my opinion, this movie or that movie and Michael Myers himself are just highly freaking overrated. He spends the entire damn movie driving creepily around in a car. He doesn't do shit. He kills like three people in act three. That's it. The rest of the time you're just watching him standing in a corner or, uh, lurking off to the left or driving creepily in a car. Sorry. That, it's overrated. Get over it. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll Give, have five words later. Uh, 
No, I like this movie. It's my favorite in the series just because it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's just a, I mean, uh, it may not be a groundbreaking movie. I don't know, but. uh, uh, It was, I believe, co-written and produced by um, uh, John Carpenter. So if you're a Carpenter fan, it wasn't directed by him, but he had a a creative hand in making it. Um, and, And again, it's a great 80s horror movie. Get over it. It doesn't have Michael Myers. Pop it and watch it. So there you go. I believe we're back to the dock. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I feel like my picks are being very like divisive among you guys, and like we get to mine, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's a movie." On to the next <laughs> one. <laughs> we're sorry, Doc. It's it's okay. The, you know, I'm not. I've never been a fan of like like the scary movie genre. Like, I like movies that are scary, but. I've never sat down and been like, yeah, I want to watch a horror movie. To be <laughs> fair, I, I wasn't either until I started hanging out with the Chris's a lot. And like the last three years, I've been on a pretty much straight horror binge. Well, and, and hey, we, we talked about Friday the 13th. We had, we had a good little go, go round on that movie. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Bold, you, the first Friday the 13th, Jay, that's a very bold choice. And I'm proud of you for sticking to it. Uh, got a lot of people would name something later in the franchise. But what do you got for us next? Next is one that it's not necessarily Halloween in the sense of considering it Halloween. Okay. Um, but it has a very Halloween time feel to it. Okay. Uh, and one of, in my opinion, one of the craziest, like, is that seriously the cameo cameos of of ever cameoing? And that movie is Sleepy Hollow. Oh my god, I nice. love Sleepy Hollow. Uh like that Christopher Walken cameo. You're just like, what? 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 Okay. <laughs> he kind of yeah. just, it catches you off guard. And then he basically eats the face of I can't remember her name when he like kisses her. Oh God! But it was a pain. Sleepy kiss. Hollow, yeah. Sleepy Hollow just kind of gets me in the mood. Like it gets me on a different level. It's got the lore. Um, everybody knows the tale of Ichabod Crane. They kind of yeah. turn it on its head. Uh, everybody knows the headless horseman carrying his jack o' lantern. Um, the whole movie is just very macabre. Uh, it is. and and. You really get to see Tim Burton go full Tim Burton. Right. And I, I feel like this and Edward Scissorhands are Tim Burton just like cranked to 11. Yeah. Well, and, and also if I love the visual style of, of this movie because I like to call this movie a black and white movie without being in black and white. Very true. Black, white, and red. <laughs> Strategically yeah. placed red. Yes, it, it is. But but it's not. It's not even shot in black and white. That's the thing. Yeah. It's just the color palette that he used when when doing it. And then the film, of course, is it, there's there's a lot of desaturation in it in the first place. So it, it's a color movie. But the color choices he used chose to include between uh, sets, locations, costuming. Like you said, there's really no color there. So it's it's a black and white movie. Not shot in black and white. Uh, uh, go ahead, Scott. No, no, that's fine. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it's got 
I mean, it's got everything you want. It's got a good story. It's got really good acting. Um, it's got that theme of like, because it's got witches in it. Uh, it's got the Headless Horseman, who, if yeah. I remember correctly, is Ray Park, isn't it? Yes. Gold star for Jason. Um, and... My favorite argument to have with people when I tell them that uh, Ray Park was the Headless Horseman. And they always want to say, no, Christopher Walken was. No. Christopher Walken was the the Hessian. The Hessian, when he yeah. has a head. When he's missing a head, when he's the headless horseman, start with Maul. Yeah. And, like, there's that, like, that great scene where uh, the headless horseman's after. And is it is it Johnny Depp's character's trying to stop him? Or he just, like, he kills somebody with, like, he that he's not actually after. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, but just the, the fight scenes, like it's just done so well. Oh yeah. The, the way he fights with those, uh, those dual wielded axes. Yes. Uh, and everything. Well, see, and, and that's another thing that sets this movie apart and just makes it its own is that it takes the premise of sleepy hollow and it, it preys on your prejudice and pre and, 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 and preconceived notions that the headless horseman is the villain in the movie. And that's the entire point, you know, as you're, you're watching it and you discover along with Johnny Depp, you know, that he's not, he's just a tool being used uh, and everything. And, and that's something that it was a very, very well done concept. It was, it's uh, a, I don't know if, I don't know if you would call it a red herring, uh, or, well, or what it, you would it, call it, but it defies your expectations in it a does. good way. It does. It does it very well. It's also and Johnny it, Depp doing the uh, pale face makeup job before that became um, redundant and cliche. Where mm-hmm. his, his his Ichabod is is the absolute you know complete intellectual trying to solve this mystery and piece it together. Yeah, I loved him as the 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 forensic detective version of Ichabod Crane. I, yeah, I it's very that. post CSI. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, it is very post CSI. I but I honestly I enjoy there are very few Johnny Depp um performances that I like really enjoy, especially some of his newer stuff. But like that and Edward Scissorhands, I think well, he does a great job. Yeah. Uh, the cast is a who's who of of uh, Tim Burton regulars, and it's a great cast too. Uh, yeah. It, but yeah, it's got this whole murder mystery thing uh, built. You know, the story is built around, um, which helps lengthen what is otherwise a very short story, uh, yeah. and, and and you know, breathe some new life into it. Uh, you know, great pick, man. Very much so. Love love that movie. Yeah. See, now I want to watch it. You got me wanting to watch it. <laughs> it's been a while. I we just came across it on my because it was going to be on my list anyway. But uh, Megan was looking for something to watch on Netflix, and it came across on uh, Watch Again because I watched it. Uh, I've watched it so many times on Netflix. But yeah, can't blame you. I want to watch it again now too. <laughs> hey, it's on Netflix. Cool. <laughs> Scott, what do you got for us? So, uh, one thing that I love when it comes to scary, suspenseful, supernatural-esque movies and things. First of all, I like movies with a supernatural component, which is why I 
I don't really do straight slasher movies a lot. Um, but, um, uh, I completely lost where I was going. Sorry. So one thing I also love is that I like a good, uh, haunted house story, you know, type thing. I mm-hmm. uh, love the haunted house. Um, and there was a movie that came out a while back that, uh, I think it's overlooked a lot as well. And if you notice my list is, I, I try to keep my lists and choices eclectic cause I'm weird like that. Um, I had noticed. Yeah. Well, it, cause it turns the, uh, it turns the 13 years. Sorry. I just gave it away. 13 ghosts is the one that I yes! pick. Um, I'm going to put on the list because it turns the haunted house into this. this it just kind of gives it a whole new twist. Now I am talking about the, the remake with, uh, Tony Shalhoub and, uh, yeah. Oh, we uh, know. Okay. Just checking. Just want to make sure. And our boy, <laughs> Matthew Lillard. Right, yes. Jay? Matthew Lillard. Yep. Yep. My homie. Not yeah. goats, ghosts. <laughs> yeah, thirteen ghosts is is uh, is is a great movie because not only you've got this kind of lighthearted aspect to it at the beginning, you know, you got the family and they they inherit this really weird house that has all this stuff, but then you know you bring Matthew Lillard in and everyone's kind of like ha ha blah blah blah, and, and it feels I don't know it doesn't feel like a typical haunted house scary movie. But then when the ghosts actually are loosed and everything and you start getting the way they're represented visually um, and, and such, uh, the, 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 the effects that they used, it, there, there are some very scary parts in that movie. Yeah, uh, the makeup effects on the – because in the movie about the 13 ghosts, they do a really good job of making them all visually distinctive from each other, but all – like they they all fit within what a ghost is for that reality for that world, um, but the makeup effects on all of them is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, once again, just one of my favorite favorite haunted house movies. It's a whole different genre. Of I things, remember, but uh, go ahead. I remember seeing it for the first time, and in, in, uh, I loved the whole sort of clockwork glass house thing going on with it. Yes, and uh, and, and right away the, the opening scene in the junkyard where they're, they're they're trapping whatever that ghost is. The whole notion of like trapping a ghost, I don't know why, but for some reason that just appealed to me. Um, yeah, Call it's not a khaki. Not a concept you see a lot. No. Someone should do a movie about that. <laughs> yeah, someone about you know, a bunch of people going around catching ghosts, you know, yeah. uh, busting them almost. Yeah. Oh, hey, Go, ghost, ghost trappers, ghost trappers, smashers, yeah. ghost smashers, ghost smashers. There you go. That's a much yeah. better title. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, yeah, I want to. I would like to add more, but I've only seen parts of it, maybe once or twice. Like it's a movie that I want to watch again, like from beginning to end. And I can remember things about it, but like not in detail enough to say anything. Like I know it's a movie I'd like to watch again because I hear nothing but good things about it. So it's yeah, you fantastic. should definitely watch it. Yeah, yeah. And it's also got a great homage. Um, the original movie was, I believe, a uh, Vincent Price movie that was done mm-hmm. in 3D. 
So audiences were given 3D glasses to wear when they and, and the ghosts were. You know, so the whole gimmick was, oh, they're real ghosts shot in whatever it was called Ghostovision, and you got to wear these glasses to see it, which is you're wearing 3D glasses, fine. But the remake, the movie we're talking about, has an homage to that, where it is mm-hmm. again part of the the world is you know there's there's a little sort of a Ghostbuster esque technology where like you can capture a ghost in in certain conditions. Though there's glasses that they put on that let you see invisible ghosts. I'm like, that's fantastic. Like they'll go right over people's heads if they don't understand the 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 wink to the original. Uh, but if you do know it, it's like just that much cooler. Um, yeah, I love that whole. I love everything about that movie, honestly. Uh, but the the you always want to see a remake show some love to the original that inspired it. Yeah, this, one, this definitely one definitely does. does. That. And yeah, yeah. It gives it one of my favorite Matthew Lillard performances. And my favorite quote from Matthew Lillard, which he signed on my autograph when we met him, Jay. Nice. Remember when we talked to him about uh, uh, Wing Commander? Yeah, and he told me that that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Which I applaud you for because if I got a chance to meet him, that's exactly what I was gonna, you know, have him sign to would oh, well what the, I have him sign would be Wing Commander. The exact the exact quote was, Man, I loved you in Wing Commander and he like put both hands on my shoulders and was like looking at me because there's not many people who are taller than me, but Matthew Lillard is <laughs> taller than me. Do, do you remember do you remember the scene in Batman when Joker grabs Bob? He's like, Bob, <laughs> you <laughs> Or my number one guy. Like that's what the, I picture that <laughs> with the doc and Matthew Lillard. And yeah. The conversation goes. And then I, I said, you know, I loved you at wing. So he's like already got his hands on me before I even say anything. And he, he's already got his hands on me. And I say, I loved you in wing commander. And he just goes, man, that's just terrible. That's probably the worst thing I've heard all day. <laughs> and I was like, fair enough. That's <laughs> just like I didn't. Uh, it, was, it was great. Yeah, see, no, that's no, another no. movie I could, I could, I could, I would, great I will movies. defend Wing Commander because I like it. Um, but anyway, that's that's neither here nor there right now. That's a that's whole different other time. Yeah. We I love will, you, I will Matthew Lillard. Sorry, we, we love you, Matthew Lillard. Uh, you'll always be shaggy in our hearts. Uh, and thank you for reminding us that it's not goats, ghosts, ghosts in 13 ghosts. Don't watch 13 goats. That's a no, whole no. different movie. We're not no, talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, my third pick. If you know me, you knew this was coming. <laughs> Scott's preparing himself. Uh, it's the movie that finally answered the question the whole world was dying to know in 1987. That question being, does Wolfman have nards? (laughs) God. Yes, indeed. Wolfman's got nards. I'm talking about Monster Squad from 1987. I cannot talk about this movie enough. I love this movie. Um, It's from Fred Decker. Uh, who's one of my favorite writers, even though he hasn't done a whole lot of stuff. Uh, if you've never heard of it before, it's okay. There's time. Uh, picture the Goonies meet the Universal Monsters. That's essentially what this movie is. It's a group of kids who are obsessed with monster movies who just so happen to live in the town that the real Van Helsing lived in. And in an Avengers-like assemblage 
all the classic universal monsters, uh, Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein's monster, the mummy, creature from the Black Lagoon, what, what? Um, assemble in this town to try to steal an amulet to take over the world. Uh, blah, blah, plot, plot, doesn't really matter. What matters is this has an amazing child cast. Uh, which is something you don't hear very said very often because the, the two things you're never supposed to work with in Hollywood are kids and animals. Uh, but every kid in this movie does a great job with their role. Um, they're a fun group of kids. You want to hang out with them, especially if you watch the movie when you're a kid, which you shouldn't do, but I recommend you do. Uh, I saw this when I was like 10. I was definitely uh, not quite old enough to be watching it yet, but it, it left an impression on me, obviously. Um, so these kids discover it, and they've got to fight against these monsters to save the world. It has its tongue firmly in its cheek from start to, to, to finish. It's a fun movie. It's light on the scares, but it's immensely entertaining. Um, if you're a, a fan of classic monster movies, uh, all the monsters in this movie, the makeups were designed by Stan Winston and his team. Uh, Stan Winston, the guy who brought you Terminator and the Jurassic Park dinosaurs and Queen Alien. Um, and even you know, the first Iron Man movie he worked on, I think was the last one he worked on before he passed. Um, so they're all done immaculate. Uh, my favorite Wolfman makeup in this movie, my absolute favorite Creature from the Black Lagoon makeup, because it's also the last time we've seen Creature from the Black Lagoon on screen, uh, neither here nor there. Uh, and it's infinitely quotable, because in addition to Wolfman's Got Nards, which you've probably heard that quote, even if you don't know what movie it's from, uh, you've got things like, Creature stole my Twinkie. Mummy was in my house. <laughs> I'm in the goddamn club, aren't uh, it's one of those movies where you, you watch it with your friends and you're going to find yourself like two or three days later just quoting the movie back to each other. Uh, it's just that much fun. Um, I think that's everything I had to say. I could talk about it for a whole show, but I love this movie. Uh, it's a great fun uh, romp to get you in this, the spirit of Halloween and all trick-or-treatingness and awesomeness. I love it. Go see it. Monster Squad. Um, I will say that I had never seen Monster Squad. Sorry, there's another C-47 going by. Uh, Is there a runway outside your house or something? I'm yeah. just curious. Yep. They land a lot. It's heavy. I can't tell you my exact location. It's top secret. Uh, Somewhere anyway. in time and space. Yep. Gotcha. yep. Uh, anyway, I told John I had never seen this movie, and he's like, no, you need to watch it. Um, Megan and I actually found it and watched it, and it is entertaining. Like, it's... It's entertaining, I will say. Uh, you know, I didn't see this movie until I was an adult either. Um, but you and I had much different reactions to this movie. I, uh, uh, I, I guess it's a movie you had to originally watch as a kid. Because, yeah, I'm not a fan. I just... But then again, uh, I, I, I tend to look at things from a different perspective than most. So as I was watching it, my brain just kept asking questions like... Really? Why is that? When did that? Where did that come from? How is? I don't understand. So, well, first of all, uh, that was your first problem. Uh, before you watch this movie, just turn your brain right off. Um, just, just <laughs> in a, in the phrase we coined for our Star Wars episode, just go with it. Uh, don't question things like Van Helsing was real and he left a diary. Uh, early enough ago that this kid's mom bought it at a yard sale. Just go with it. 
And, and he apparently it. lived in America? I, just I go I with it. I don't think he did. Well, sure he did. I don't think he did. Uh, <laughs> uh, it gives you beautifully written characters such as Fat Kid <laughs> and Scary German Guy. FYI, those are real character names. Uh, well, Fat Kid is Eugene, but that's, uh, I want to step on his toes. Um, <laughs> look, again, it's not a great movie. But it is a fun movie. And again, its tongue is firmly in its cheek the whole ride through. It's not trying to be anything too serious. Um, but it, it rides that line of, is it a kid's movie or not? Because yeah, there think are it moments. Runs... Good. I don't think it's close to that line. I think it's firmly a kid's movie. Uh, okay. There's a whole subplot about mom and dad going through a divorce where it gets pretty heavy. Uh, there, there's a lot of adult stuff in this kid's movie. Well, you got to keep uh, the adults entertained. They're taking their <laughs> kids to see it, so. Well, plus you, I mean, you also got to remember, Animaniacs had a joke about fingering Prince. <laughs> okay, you don't remember that one? <laughs> yeah, I do, but I don't know how we got to Animaniacs. For you Marcus said Bush. it's it's not it's not fully a kids movie because there's stuff in it for adults, and I'm thinking I'm saying Animaniacs, a straight cartoon. Made and marketed specifically for children has an entire <laughs> joke about fingering prints. I would argue later that that's not really a kids' show because the, the, whatever we'll we'll talk about that when we talk about nineties cartoons. It's not made for kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give Jay a second. Yeah, Doc, you you just... <laughs> I think you guys broke me. <laughs> Because I, I feel like I've seen that episode of, and I remember that joke, but like when you brought up Animaniacs, it hit on a different level. I, oh man, that show cracked me up. Like, really? We oh. can't tell. Oh God. Sorry. That was a good show. Okay. Sorry. So for my last pick, okay. Mm-hmm. My last pick. I. I'm sticking with the monster movie theme. Okay. Because I love some monster movies. And I enjoy, you know, Dracula, uh, Wolfman. I can honestly say I've actually never seen Creature from the the Black Lagoon. Uh, But one of my... It's dangerous to make statements like that around me. I I know. I know. But... (laughs) One of my favorite uh, monsters from that kind of group is Frankenstein's monster. And nobody does Frankenstein's monster better than young Frankenstein. (laughs) Peter Peter Boyle did a great job. So that is my last pick is Young Frankenstein because it's oh God, it just cracks me up. Like yes, it's I know it's not exactly a Halloween movie, but it is hilarious, and you can watch it, and it just I don't know. It's something about that movie that I feel I just like you love. could watch Young Frankenstein and during during any season, and it's it's okay to watch it. You know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it just you, like I think about Frankenstein's monster, Frankenstein. Yes, Frankenstein. <laughs> sorry, and that gets me thinking about Halloween. And it gets me, you know what I mean. 
So it's one of no, those that's... movies that like it it gets you fired up, but like in a different way. You know, you're you get excited for it because it just kind of like you don't. It's one of those movies I don't think about until Halloween. Let's put it that way. Like fair. What well, do you also say, Frederick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it's one of those great parodies where it's clearly written by someone who's in love with the original material so yes it, it takes the piss out of frankenstein but it's also a loving homage in many ways to frankenstein um and those old classic universal horror movies uh it's, um, it's not just you know and we, we've talked about this in previous episodes it's, it's not like modern um um parodies where it's just like reference joke fat people fall down credits like yeah. it's it's really sharp clever humor um Jay, if I was to say to you, uh, if you want to go to where fashion sits, <laughs> put on the rats. There you go. <laughs> and the movie also has a, a wonderful comedic cameo by by uh, uh, somebody that a lot of people forget has a cameo in this movie, Gene Hackman. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's only there for one scene, but by God, that man's funny as shit in that scene. Ah, uh, the it's it. What gets me is that, and then I found this out later, is uh, Igor. He, no, it's pronounced Igor. When when he like there are scenes where oh, wasn't your hump on the other side? And he's like, no. So no, he I, actually between takes was moving yeah, it. Um, yeah. He was he was moving it back and forth, and they thought it was so funny they left it in and told him just to go ahead and keep doing it. <laughs> and so it's just it's. Wasn't your hump on the other side? What hump? <laughs> if you want a great triple feature, and it won't take too long because the first two were pretty short. Uh, watch Frankenstein, the original nineteen thirty one, thirty nine, thirty yeah thirty one, uh, the Boris Karloff one. <laughs> And then watch Bride of Frankenstein, and then watch Young Frankenstein. Because what I love, or one of the things about Young Frankenstein is it works very well as a sequel to those Frankenstein movies. Um, and well, did, were good. Didn't didn't they they use the the same laboratory set? I don't think it's exactly the same, but a lot of the scientific gear is is verbatim from that set. Uh, okay, I don't, so they... I don't think it's an exact recreation. I could be wrong on that. But I do know all the the, the scientific gear stuff is is direct from that. What 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 brain did you get? I don't know. It said Abby Normal. Uh, he, he said, um Abby something. <laughs> Abby something. Abby what? Um normal. Abby normal. <laughs> Marty <laughs> Feldman was beautiful in that movie the entire cast is great yeah like you know like i was saying that it's it's one of those movies that i don't think about until it gets to be like like october and like ah you know i'm kind of fed up with the oh the friday the 13th marathons and the freddy krueger marathons and the the saw marathons and like all these like super gory movies and you're just like i want to watch something funny and so you just Throw on Young Frankenstein. So, so here, here's here's what I was thinking here. I, f- I found it here. So, when Mel Brooks was prepping for the film, uh, uh, he found out that Ken Sh- Strickfadden, who'd made 
all the electrical machinery for the lab sequences in the Universal films was still alive and living in Los Angeles. So Brooks went and visited him and found out he stored all the equipment in the garage, and he made a deal to rent the equipment, and then gave gave Strick Fadden screen credit um, that he didn't receive in the original films. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, I knew there was a tie-in somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my final pick. Young Solid Frankenstein. Wonderful. Wonderful. Frabrucher. <laughs> yeah, which which makes the horses winny why? Anybody? Because. Uh sure you're about to tell us. Because uh her last name is German for glue. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> horses didn't want to be sent to the glue factory. I mean who uh, would? Now I want to watch that one too. Well, good. That's the exact reaction we want from people from this list. Uh, so, Commander Scott. Well, for my my last uh, my last real you know my my pick pick for for a list of movies to watch on Halloween or in the Halloween season, uh, I'm going back to Ghosts because uh, I have a thing for ghosts uh, and, and busting them. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I, I don't want the stuff where they don't get busted too. So, um. But uh, I mean, you know, imploding houses work just as well. Uh, I like I like Ooh, Poltergeist. Yeah, Ooh, the original nice. Poltergeist is a is just a great movie. Uh, I remember the first time that I I I guess you could consider it seeing the movie. I didn't see the whole movie. Um, uh, I forget how old I was at the time. I don't know four or five something like that, whatever it was. And uh, we were at my aunt and uncle's house, and I guess my uncle had rented it. Uh, and you know, all the, the adults were downstairs watching it. And, uh, my cousin and I, we, we snuck to the top of the stairs, uh, and we're watching it. We got to watch about maybe 15 minutes before somebody noticed us and shoot us off. They wouldn't let us see the movie for a long time, but, uh, finally got to watch it. And it's, it's, it's a great, uh, I don't know if you would consider it a a haunting movie. Would you consider it a haunted house movie? Would you, is it haunted house? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess, I guess I, I have too much of the later lore from, from, from the later movies romping around in my head that kind of it hinders my classification that way. But yeah. And no, it's a, at the time it was, it was a, a big thing is it, it took the haunted house genre out of the dark Gothic castle, like haunted house. And it was like, yeah, suburban California. Yeah, we'll put it in the suburbs. Right, sunny, shiny, suburban California. Like, you know, the, the kids from E.T. could live across the street for all you know. Uh, and, and and that was like the kind of the, the not gimmick, but like the, the big premise behind that movie is any house can be a haunted house. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, wonderful effects. Uh, well, one thing, one thing that killed me in the movie is is... You know, there for a while after the 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 events start in the movie, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the house that's not really male- malevolent. It's more playful, right? Because poltergeist. Um, but uh, that great, you know, effect of uh, uh, you know the 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 mom walks from the kitchen table over to the other side of the kitchen, and when the camera pans back, all the chairs are stacked, yeah, and everything. That was actually done practically. Literally, they, they, there's no cuts. They pan away, and a team of people who had practiced 
come in and set those up and get back out of shot in the two or three seconds that it takes to pan back. Jesus. Yep. Is that and the, uh, <clears throat> the, when she's, um, pushing Carol Ann on the floor, isn't it? Uh, the floor was built at an angle, but the camera was tilted. So it looked like it was straight. So she's actually sliding down, but it looks like she's sliding straight. Yeah. <clears throat> I think yeah a lot something... of great practical effects. Yeah. I think they had something pulling her too a little bit, kind of to help just a little bit. I don't know. Is that, I can't remember if I saw something, if that was the movie, like, I was reading an article or something that, like, one of the pictures of the family is replaced with, like, a demon in a cut. Oh. I don't think that's Poltergeist. Yeah, that one, I don't remember it called Poltergeist. That sounds like paranormal activity. No, it's I just want to swear I swear it was Poltergeist. Uh, but I could be wrong okay. about that. But I was gonna say I do enjoy the um and I hope I'm not mixing up movies, but where the boy is counting the time between lightning strikes and the thunder. Yep. Yep. And it gets it keeps getting lower and lower. And it's just like what a way to build tension. <laughs> like that oh, that creepy ass so clown cool. doll. Oh god. And talk about extremely quotable. Like if anybody who's seen that movie, if you just look at somebody and go, they're here. <laughs> like, I mean Yeah. Uh, everybody knows where that comes from. It, it's it's right. a wonderfully quotable movie. But if you like the TV series Coach and you want to know how he becomes a football coach <laughs> at a Midwestern <laughs> university, that I mean, this is you know, <laughs> Great yes, he left California. He took a job coaching at a, a little-known school in Minnesota. Yep. So if you ever want to know how he got there, well, met, here's met your backstory. Dobber, it's all downhill from there. Oh, God, who's the other Dobber? Got divorced, started a new family. Right, Dobber, and then yeah, who's Dobber. Yeah, Dobber, Dobber, and then there's the big blonde guy. No, Dobber is the big blonde guy. Oh, who's the who's the the old guy then? Yeah, played by Jerry Van Dyke. The young Luther. priest and the old priest, that's a different movie. That's... <laughs> uh, good times. Good picks. This has been, okay. remember Coach? <laughs> With Nerd Alert. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, love that All movie. Right. Yeah, great pick, man. Poultry Guys yeah. is solid. Uh, hey, it also has Ghostbusters, kind of. Sorry, Paranormal Investigator. Hey, I, I would love to see uh, uh, what Ten Ten Tangina Ten Tangia, whatever her name was. I'd love to see her with a proton pack on. I think she's Zelda uh, Rubenstein. Hell yeah! Yeah, Zelda Rubenstein with a proton pack. Uh, rest Wonderful. in peace, Zelda. Uh, okay, so my last uncontested pick. <clears throat> um, this movie has a bit of a weird history because it was supposed to get a big theatrical release and then for reasons still kind of unknown it never did and eventually just got leaked out on the home video like two years later but it is a fantastic anthology film of five different interwoven horror stories all set on halloween night in the same town all dealing with different aspects of halloween lore talking about the 2007 or 2009 however you wanted to go about uh, when it was made when it got released whatever trick or treat because Trick or Treat is already a movie, so we just dropped the O. It's Trick or Treat. Um, Trick or Treat. From, uh, Never heard of it. It shot in 2007, 
released eventually in 2009. Uh, it was directed by, I forgot the exact name, it was produced by Brian Singer, um, starring Brian Cox, uh, Anna Paquin, Dylan Baker, a great cast. But it's, it's five, um, it's an anthology movie, so it's five short stories all set on the same Halloween night of the same town. They all deal with different aspects in, in uh, of Halloween lore. There's one about... Um, um, well, they're all kind of interconnected because they're all in the same town, but then they're all connected because in one of the stories, you get a character who's become the icon of the movie, Sam, who looks like a little kid trick-or-treating with a um, uh, uh, burlap sack over his head and the half-chewed jack-o'-lantern... Um, uh, lollipop that he uses to stab people uh who's the spirit of Sawain, Samhain, the spirit of Halloween. Uh, it's it's a great great anthology movie. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away cuz all the stories kind of have a bit of a twist to them uh or a bit of a reveal anyway. Um but it deals with everything from <clears throat> the spirit of Halloween, uh the ghosts of dead school children, werewolves, uh, serial killer living amongst us. Uh, just everything <laughs> creepy and bad comes out on Halloween night. And this movie takes you on a nice little trip uh, through all of them. And again, they're all sort of connected because they all happen in the same town and on the same night. So seeing certain characters from earlier stories pop into this one is, is fun. Um, but it's got a great cast. They're all really, really good and uh, stories. Sometimes with anthology movies, you get some really good stories and some not so good stories. And how you put them together can kind of sway how you like the movie. If you front load it and the last few segments aren't so great, maybe lose the sour taste in your mouth. But this one, all five segments are pretty solid. Um, none of them are overly long, so they're dragging out longer than they need to. Um, if you haven't seen it, awesome. Go check it out. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. No or. Because there is a trick or a treat from like 1982 or something. Not the same movie. Um, yeah, But yeah, this one's great. Mm. Yeah, I've not seen that one. Um, my only reference to that that uh, that movie is when we were over at Grit's house and he has what the 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 costume or something on a yep. maquette Sam. or something yeah. yeah and I'm like I don't even know what the hell that is yeah you know um but I do want to see it uh because I was looking at the cast list you know as you were you were talking about it mm-hmm. uh and it's got a great cast I love just about everybody in this cast um so I'm definitely going to have to check that out. And I just popped up the trivia for it. Apparently, uh, no jack-o'-lanterns were harmed in the making of this film. So, <laughs> Well, if you see the movie, you'll know that's how important that is. So, Because there's a reason you're not supposed to blow out your candles in your jack-o'-lantern until the next day. All right. I don't know if the batteries in my jack-o'-lantern will last that long. <laughs> well, then Sam might be coming for you. Uh, but yeah, the, the, so that is, so going into this, uh, here's our list. I'm going to read off our list so far. Then we're all going to nominate one other movie we think should make the list. And then we're going <clears> to <throat> debate and discuss, I guess. So starting with <clears throat> Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. Haunt, Friday the 13th, Event Horizon, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Sleepy Hollow, 13 Ghosts, uh, The Monster Squad, Young Frankenstein, Poltergeist, Trick or Treat. That is our 12 movies thus far. 
Solid list, I think. I think it's pretty damn good. I'm proud of us. That's a, it's a pretty good mix of uh, they're not all horror. Uh, there's some comedy and some fun stuff on there. Uh, they're not all the obvious. We've got some franchise picks, but not necessarily the obvious thing you'd pick from that franchise. Um, so that being said, I'm going to go around the horn one more time and everybody nominate what you think should be our last pick. And then tell us a little bit why you think it should be the pick. Okay. Um, ugh. But it's tough to nominate one that I have left. Because you have 18? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go last, Jay? We can go reverse order. Uh, no. Okay. No. I'm going to throw it out there. Okay. It's probably the scariest movie I had watched in a long time but scared me not because of like jump scares or um like your typical scary horror movie it uh. it's a it's a it's a mind fuck type movie and it isn't necessarily again like a halloween time movie but it's one i that pops into my head come this time of year and that movie is the shining Hmm. That is a very interesting choice. He means um, the shinning. We don't want to get sued for copyright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason I the reason I say that movie is it's got a lot of stuff going on in it uh-huh. that just kind of messes with your head and it gets you into that like you're starting to be cooped up indoors this time of year and completely yet because it's still nice out but like you're on your way to being sort of just shut in for winter like in the shining and there's some terrifying crap in that movie personally i think if 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 you could elect one movie to represent the entirety of 2020 uh, <laughs> it, it would shining. probably be the shining yeah i'll work it no play it hey jack a dull boy so true danny's not here right now mrs torrance yeah it's just i mean like and then when you hear like when you hear stories about how what they went through like what the actors went through or specifically um shelly duvall <laughs> you're just like oh that poor woman but Stanley like, Kubrick is a sadist. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like, and if you can't, yeah. and, and this is, this is going to sound crazy, but like when I saw, uh, it might not sound crazy, but to help further this point, when I went to go see ready player one in theaters mm-hmm. and they did like, like they were going to go into and it was The Shining, everybody in my movie theater went, oh, no. And, like, then they, like, and then the music started, and then the, ah, oh, God, I can't remember her name, had never seen it. H? Yeah, H had never seen it, and she's like, is it scary? Like, everybody in the theater, like, watching the movie is like, oh, my God, oh, this is bad. And then every, you know, all the things that happened in the movie happened to H, and you're just like, oh, God. 
<laughs> oh, that poor person. But it's it's like, I don't know. Like, to me, that just sort of sold it as it's something that you. people should watch. So well, there you go. <clears throat> so Jay's now made The Shining. Commander Scott, what do you got? I'm going to go about as far away from The Shining as you can possibly get. <laughs> the Shining. <laughs> <laughs> um. So all of my picks for my for for, for the list, my my main picks were were all very much in the you know somewhat in the the scary horror genre and rest like that. But there is one movie that I do do love to watch uh, that is not in that not in the horror genre at all. Um, so I'm going to nominate Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, that was on my list because I love Ernest. <laughs> you know. It was on my list. That was my uh, slow clap of one. Uh, appreciate that. <coughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's Ernest. How can you go wrong with Ernest P. Worrell? You know what I mean? Even even the 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 the, the baddest or the worst of the Ernest movies are still fun to watch. As far as I know, oh, this this movie scared the shit out of me as a kid, though. With the are trolls. they scared stupid? Those trolls really? are scary. Man. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. When, when did that come out? Scary movie, shouldn't you know? No. I just know I like the movie. I don't know when it came out. Yeah. So I would have been six, Scott. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I was. Shit. How old was I? Twenty-seven. I was in. No, nah, I wasn't that old. I was. <laughs> I was about to go into high school. So. Fourteen. I think something like that. Yeah. Uh, the age difference makes a yeah. bit of a difference. Yeah. 14. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're six and you see those trolls, it's scary. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the one I'm going to nominate for our, for our 13th is because uh, I, I do like a little bit of lighthearted. Uh, I love Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, it's just it's Ernest P. Worrell. It's 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 has him doing Halloween. It's you know, it's got him planning a big old sloppy kiss on uh, 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 yeah. a, a, a troll. And doesn't uh, he use right. milk as a weapon at one point because it's whole meak. What Bet you thought I couldn't find it this time of year? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It turns out to be milk because they get three letters M, uh, M I K. Yeah. And Ernest comes back with Miak. <laughs> ah, that man commits to a bit. And I love him for it. Uh, yes, yeah. He does. Yeah. Anyway, that's my yeah. nomination. It's a great pick, Scott. And I'm going to say this again with pride. You're a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> All right. So, look. This list is movies to watch to get in in the mood for Halloween. And if we don't at least nominate this movie, uh, we can just turn in our nerd card. And we don't want to do that. So I'm going to nominate the 1978 original, the father of the slasher genre, the movie that literally has Halloween in its name and, and no number or subtitle. Halloween, John Carpenter's immortal classic, Halloween, is my nomination for our final one. Uh, it's 
you know the story. The escaped serial killer on Halloween night stalks and kills babysitters. Um, but it is it is literally the father of the horror genre. Uh, it, it gave birth to all the Friday the 13th and the Nightmare on Elm Streets and the uh, whatever else we mentioned on here. The Halloween 3. He's... <laughs> Um, but it is it is it's, it's a great movie uh sets up a lot of things that would later become cliche but it was the first to do a lot of these things um you can't have a halloween movie watch list and not at least mention halloween so that's my third pick that being said let's vote guys well i think we may be at an impasse because i think we're all going to vote for the ones we picked you well, think so? well, I'm not voting for Halloween. I've already I made my feelings not. on that. Pretty I, clear. I, I know you're not. Yeah, and I, I, I like the movie Halloween. I watched it again, like Scott, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a good movie. I like it, but you know, Scott brings up a good point. He just sort of drives around menacingly, like. Oh, I mean, you want to talk about boring movies? The Shining, I love it. Boring as fuck, man. Let's get real. Let's get real. That movie the is Shining a slow is burn. A long movie, and it moves very slow. It is. It is a very slow Especially burn, especially for modern audiences. Yeah, but I mean. I'm as menacing as Michael Myers because I drive around the same block. <laughs> Just as creepily. <laughs> Just as creepily. In fact, I would argue more creepily because I'm not the one driving. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even really stalk and kill babysitters. He stalks one babysitter and kills like one other girl and her boyfriend, and neither one of them were babysitting at the time. Um, okay, he also kills the other friend who's the sheriff's daughter who was babysitting at the time. She was? Yes. Okay, I don't remember that. Exactly. So he kills three people, two of which weren't babysitting, one of which was. So he still doesn't kill babysitters. If we're going by body counts, then the shining's out because one person died. Okay, two. Two people die the whole movie. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing the body count as, a, as an... As and Ernest Scare Stupid is right out because no one dies. They all get I'm saved not, at the end. I'm not arguing body count as, as a criteria. I'm, I'm just stating that he doesn't actually kill babysitters. <laughs> one. I thought yeah. it was zero, but one. Just saying. I yeah. So right now, I personally I lean toward Ernest because you know well we know my feelings on Halloween, and I agree that The Shining, while I mean it's okay, uh, it's it's very much a it's it's a very long movie. It's it's uh it's grueling, almost. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but it gets th- you in I, that mindset. I I think I think I think Ernest would make a better addition to this list uh, to to watch to get you in the mood for you know Halloween and stuff. So well, Scott, we know you're voting Ernest. Yep. Jason. Well, Scott, Scott, I already told you that Ernest Scared Stupid was on my list. It um, was. So I'm I'm voting with Scott. Ernest Scared Stupid. Well, and it's a trifecta, because as soon as he said the name out loud, I knew I was going to vote for Ernest Scared Stupid. 
<laughs> yeah. But again, had to at least bring up Halloween. You did. You did. I, I tell you what surprises me, not the fact that Halloween wasn't brought up, but The Exorcist was overlooked as well on our list. Nah, uh, if we're going for movies to get you in the mood for Halloween, I would watch Ernest Scared Stupid over The Exorcist. Again, Exorcist is a good horror movie, but yeah. uh, you can watch a horror See, movie anytime. Of year. I have a I have a problem with The Exorcist. Uh, Just, I I I don't consider it a horror movie or a Halloween movie. Okay. Because because most everything in that movie is done mainly for shock value. It's it's to shock a more uptight audience from a different age. Okay. That's it. I mean, okay, she she has bad complexion, she vomits pea soup. <laughs> the bed shakes, but it's 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 her foul language, it's the the whole, you know, violent masturbation with a crucifix. It's Everything that that makes that movie that everybody touts is, you know, it's just shock value. It's just hey, let's just take these these uptight audiences and we'll just we'll just throw a bunch of shit at them that they're gonna go <gasps> over and you know, Scott, yeah, give the movie a second watch. The horror is not the possession. Okay, the horror is what the medical community puts her through. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's very true. The too. most horrific scene in that movie is when they literally give her a spinal tap and the camera doesn't cut away. That's the horror of Exorcist. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, no, no. My favorite thing to come out of the Exorcist was the Saturday Night Live parody at the the same of the same era with uh, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, hang on. No, wait, right. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No. yeah, that's it. Father Guido yeah. Sarducci, right? Yeah. Well, um, was it? No, I don't no. think it was him playing the priest. I think was it was it Dan Aykroyd playing the priest. Okay. Because instead of the spike through the priest, uh-huh. um. He has a lamp, and they're doing some research or whatever. And they have they have something they're trying to read, and someone's like, "Somebody turn the priest on." <laughs> <laughs> okay, <sighs> funny <laughs> shit. Nice. Well, there you go. For posterity's sake, our list, start to finish: uh, Hocus Pocus, Nightmare on Elm Street, Haunt, Friday the Thirteenth, Event Horizon. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. (laughs) Sleepy Hollow, 13 Ghosts, The Monster Squad, Young Frankenstein, Poltergeist, Trick or Treat, and say it with me, kids, Ernest Scared Stupid. Know what I mean, Vern? Know what I mean. That is our list of 13 movies to get you in the mood for Halloween. Are there any we didn't talk about you think we're idiots for not including? Uh, are there are there uh, ones you're, you've never heard of and you want to give them a watch? And if so, what would you think of them? Uh, hopefully this list will give you some stuff to get in the Halloween mood. Hopefully there's some stuff you maybe haven't seen before. And uh, it'll turn you on uh, to, to some new genres or some new movies you haven't seen yet. Um, but hopefully you had fun. Because if our number one pick doesn't tell you enough, we're just here to have a good time. You know what I mean, Vern? You know what I mean? Uh, 
And with that, thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, thank you guys for being here and, uh, and, and collaborating. I hope everyone had fun. Any other movies you want to rattle off, Jay? I know you had like a million of them. Nope. That's all right. Okay. Scott? Uh, I, I had a couple. You want to toss I, I did have uh, one honorable mention. Because I couldn't, I, I went back and forth waffling quite a bit on whether or not to include it on the list. And eventually, I've, yeah, I left it off, of course. Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> no, uh, this is Lord of Illusions. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Wow, With okay. uh, Scott Bakula. Yeah. Love that movie. Let's say, uh, I forget the guy's name, the writer. Um, same way did Hellraiser. Um, Clyde Barker? Clyde Barker, yeah. Um, yeah, have you ever seen In the Mouth of Madness? I was Sam Neill. Oh, I want to say yes, but I'm not picturing it in my head. Let me, he's uh hired by a publishing company, their horror author who's not Stephen King, uh, is has gone missing while they're anxiously awaiting his, his, his new book. They send him to find him, and he, he uh, tracks him to this fictional town, and gets very um, Lovecraftian. Mm. I have not seen it. Directed by um, John Carpenter, fantastic movie if you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, that was the, the the one. I I love the movie, but not necessarily a Halloween movie. Nah. But so there you go. And uh, then of course Haunted Ween, obviously. Uh, but. We've stretched this thing out enough. Uh, yep. We better end this before Herbert Dinglemeyer gets us with his razor fingers. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been your weekly nerd. Alert.